hi guys welcome back to vibing in valentino before we get started i want to share with you my current favorite thing of the moment my weekly weakness and it is this it's not a it is a cosmetic procedure but it's more of like a skincare thing so I get vitamin injections in my face and I have been doing it for quite a while now for like the past three months I want to say but I just wanted to make sure I like really loved it before I even highlighted it as one of my favorite things of the moment you know we go through a screening process not everything can be your favorite thing <laughs> I was having a really big problem with breaking out when I first moved back I don't know if it was the humidity or what but um I was like, I need, something needs to give. And so I went here because I've heard great things from my sister-in-law. And yeah, after a month, so the first month I did once a week. The shit hurts, I'm not going to lie to you. It's called, what I get is called skin healthy. That's the type of, because you can get multiple types of injections, vitamin mixtures in your face and stuff. I get the skin healthy one. The place I go to is called Wanjin. Uh, it's like a Korean place in Bangkok, so I don't know, very international. But it's supposed to fight breakouts and it's supposed to really rebalance your skin's pH. Kind of get your skin back on track, and I needed it. The first time I got it done, I got it done every single week, every Thursday, like clockwork. And after the first month, after the first four times, my skin was completely clear. It was like a miracle. My cheeks, I used to get like breakouts from like, I guess, contouring too much. I don't know. I was drinking, smoking hookah. <laughs> I don't know. Now I get it done every other week and it's it's kind of just upkeep and it's my skin has been fantastic. Like it's the best it's ever been in recent years, like years. Even including when I was in LA where I really had very rare occurrences of like breakouts and stuff like that but i'm gonna google for you guys right now if you guys can hear me typing away what it's called mesotherapy that's what it's called in in america and i guess everywhere else in the world so yeah mesotherapy vitamins and amino acids injected into your face yep so yeah if you guys have a trusted esthetician actually i don't know if i recommend an esthetician to do this maybe a dermatologist or somebody certified and qualified um ask them about mesotherapy it might do miracles on you like it did on me okay before we get into the conversation with our guest of the week i just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program it is amazing for at home or in the gym it's called vibing strong it's an eight-week you know workout plan it's all designed for you it's based on the concept of alternating resistance so we have heavy medium and light days every single day is full body and it's really going to help you get toned and in shape i am actually i keep cycling through it because it just doesn't to me it's still pretty challenging and i've been a trainer for years and i've been working out for years it's just depends on how hard you want to push yourself because we do have timed sections for hit days you can you know go up in weight you can go up in reps go up in sets all those things you can just kind of adjust it to your level at the moment and you can also purchase this workout kit it comes with heavy booty bands and core sliders you can use it at home or in the gym 
and it'll help you get in a really really kick-ass workout so all the mountain climbers and planks that i have you doing in the ebook you can use the core sliders for that to add a little bit of resistance on the floor and you can use the heavy booty bands as well and also you can book a one hour consult with me about anything nutrition and fitness related or if you just want a kind of like a pep talk hour coaching hour um advice on friendship, dating, family stuff, etc. Um, sometimes it's just nice to have like a third person to talk to that's completely removed from the situation. You can do all of that on my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into our conversation with our guest of the week. Our guest this week has over 400,000 subscribers on YouTube with over 20 million views. She is a life coach, a speaker, an influencer, and I absolutely love her pep talk videos. Brini Lee, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) I am great. Thank you so much. I hope you're doing well. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So, Tell us about yourself, where you're from, all the basics. Okay, um, I'm from London, born and raised in London, United Kingdom. Um, I'm 29 years old and I, like you said, I'm a speaker, life coach and influencer. And yeah, I'm of uh, Caribbean heritage, um, but born in the UK. You're absolutely gorgeous. Like, honestly, I was stunned. (laughs) Just everything, like your messaging was so on point and that's why I really wanted you on vibing in Valentino so badly but how did your YouTube journey start okay so I've been on YouTube for probably about seven to eight years um I started off on Instagram and then a lot of my followers would say uh can you make some YouTube videos mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what to make videos on at the time, there were a lot of beauty, a lot of fashion videos, and just people like expressing themselves. Um, I did for a time do the fashion and the beauty and the hair kind of videos. Yeah. And it wasn't until like probably about five years ago, my sister was managing managing me, and she said, "Why don't you start doing some talking videos, like giving advice?" And I had this thing where I didn't like my voice. So I was like, no one's going to listen to me. No one, no one's going to like, no one's going to hear me. I don't like my voice, stuff like that. And, um, but I did make a video. And the first video that I made, uh, as a talking video was me sharing my celibacy story. Mm-hmm. At the time I had been celibate for like eight years. And I was basically just like telling my story, my background story, what, le- what led up to that decision. And that was, that got like, I don't know, about probably like 300,000 views at the time. Obviously, it's got more now. But after that, I just kind of continued on like doing like series. So before Pet Talk videos, I had a series called Let's Talk. Mm-hmm. And we just talk about things. And I just found myself giving a lot of advice to young women and just advice that I wish that I would have known when I was younger. I didn't really have anyone that I could look up to um, and anyone that would show me the ways and show me things to avoid so I kind of had to figure things out by myself and so in fig- figuring those things out I've learned so many lessons and um, I just wanted to share it and now it's turned into this like almost half a million p- 
people following me on YouTube and um, it's been great. It's actually been an amazing journey. One that I didn't actually expect when I started. I was just (laughs) doing, I was just doing it. And I think one of the things, if I could give anyone advice out there, just to be consistent, Mm -hmm. because when I was doing videos and I was only getting like, I don't know, 7,000 views, if that, I was like, uh, uh, uh. But it was stead- slow and steady. Mm-hmm. But I think last year, 2019, is when I dropped my video, um, How to Level Up Mentally. Mm-hmm. And I-, I knew that video was going to be a hit when I actually recorded it e- the year before. And it was sitting in my archives on my iMovie Maker. Really? And one day I sat that- yeah, I sat down and I was thinking, hmm, let me, listen- let me watch this video. And I was like stunned by what I was saying. And I was like, no. So I put a snippet on my Instagram and I said to people, who wants to hear more of this? Everybody's like, yes, 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 yes. Then I put the video <laughs> I put the video out and yeah, it's just blown me away. And that video, um, I, I knew from past videos that when you put out a video, you need to back it up quickly. Like the next video needs to come out straight after. Don't leave a long gap because everyone's attention is now on you. So after that, I just continued and continued every single week, consistently just putting out content, putting out content. And I think sometimes when you have like a viral video, you have this fear that, oh my God, the next one's not going to do well. Right, right. But I just kept doing it and I just didn't think about it. And now I'm just like here. And I think when I started my YouTube journey, I was probably like getting probably 20,000 views, 20,000 new subscribers a year mm-hmm. and since like 2009 um 2019 it's been like twenty thousand a month you know oh my so goodness. like yeah so that's been my journey so far yeah you at first not liking your voice is exactly how i was when i first started my podcast too i was really? like my voice is yeah i was like you know i think because i was editing my voice and i was like oh my god this is so annoying are people gonna want to hear this <laughs> for like a full <laughs> for a full hour <laughs> <laughs> wow um but you know you get over it and then um yeah for me I was seeing little ass numbers too in the first season and same yeah. with me it's all about just keeping with it and then because if you don't stick with it you're never going to see the day when your numbers get big you know you're never going to see it exactly you're never gonna see it. exactly yeah. but I feel like so many people think that Instagram is going to have that same trajectory and it does not <laughs> It doesn't. You know what? For some people, some people, they will blow on Instagram Mm -hmm. and then maybe their YouTube is struggling. Or some people will blow on YouTube and then their Instagram is struggling. I wouldn't say my my Instagram is struggling. I I wouldn't say that either. (laughs) There was a a time when I had um, more Instagram followers um, Mm -hmm. than YouTube. Yeah. And then when I started posting consistently, I saw my numbers on YouTube going way up. Mm-hmm. And then it obviously outweighed the numbers on my Instagram. Yeah. But I do find that if you start on YouTube, you you will cross, um, there's a word for it, cross pollinate mm-hmm. um, <laughs> on both platforms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like if you start on YouTube or wherever you're starting, then you'll get people on your Instagram. So even yeah. though I'm posting on my Instagram, like fashion and beauty and makeup and stuff like that, and obviously, I'll put the captions, which will be inspiring. Mm-hmm. I'll also, I all every day, I'll have people from YouTube saying your videos are so inspiring. So that yeah. makes me know that people have come from YouTube right. onto my Instagram, and I actually prefer it that way because then I feel like people actually know me exactly um, who follow me. 
because there's a lot of people who are just have an Instagram presence and they have never made a video before. No one really knows much about them. Yeah. And so it's kind of difficult to um, keep an audience because you can have thousands of followers, but not everyone's going to be engaged. Right. And right. you want followers that are going to be engaged, that know you, that like you, that love you, and that you can um, you can inspire. But also when it comes to working with brands, um, they want to see that you have an audience, not just numbers, but right. engagement, that they actually are going to listen to what you're saying. So right. it's about having having that influence as an influencer, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. That was a really, really key thing because, um, you know, I, th- I think Instagram is such a visual platform that yeah. it really limits how uh, much of your personality you can put out there unless you're doing a video, um, which yeah. most people would use YouTube for anyway. Um, it kind yeah. of, it kind of is like Tinder. It's the, the Tinderized <laughs> of out of all the social media platforms. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very it's very visual. There's not yeah. much you can really show on there. Obviously, they've got their new um, um, I don't know what they what they call it. The, the reels or something. <laughs> reels, yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the TikTok. So I feel like yeah, the TikTok of Instagram. Yeah. Um, very sneaky of Instagram. Very that, sneaky. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that really stood out to me, other than you know, obviously your amazing content, is that a lot of your talks are always set in your car. So tell me about that. Was that intentional? <laughs> Um, so be- before I was mentioning my level up video uh-huh. and that was my first video that I did in the car and so before that I was actually filming in my house with a backdrop um, and that's when I was doing my let's talk about it video mm-hmm. that, that was fine um, but then the whole idea of me moving to my car is that I wanted to do smaller videos which would be like 15 minutes because before my videos were like half an hour or even 45 minutes so the idea of going to the car is was to do like fifteen minute videos. Got it. Um, and then um, so that pep talk, that first pep talk, how to level up, um, blew up. And then because when you're being consistent and you're seeing something work, you kind of you have to keep doing the same thing that you're doing. Yeah. To be able to keep people's attention. And so for a time, I not only was I in my car, I was only wearing black. And that was based on the fact that someone said to me, I love how she's wearing black. It's not distracting. I can actually listen to what she's saying. So for a few months, I just wore black. (laughs) (laughs) Just for like consistency and just um, longevity. And the funny thing is, it's actually my mum's car. So I would only film when my mum was available oh. to film. Now, So now I have my own car. I don't want to film in there because I don't want to mess up the... Um, the cohesiveness? Cons- yeah, the cohesiveness yeah. of the video. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm moving out of that. And you don't want things to get stale mm-hmm. on YouTube. You always want to mix things up. So I'm definitely going to do less... Um, I'm, 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 my last two videos were in my, my car. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like... kind of like jolted people a little bit but no one's really re- realized yeah but i'm gonna start filming back in like in my house and like we update my camera do like different kind of videos but still basing it around self-love self-esteem and relationships but that's my yeah. that's my niche that's my that's what i am passionate about that's what i love 
talking about and that's what people love me talking about it really is i love your dating and relationship videos oh thank you yeah yeah i mean you really get into the psychology of fuckboys and why you know some of us women are intimidating to men and all these different topics and yeah one of the things that you talked about that i never hear anyone else talk about is mommy issues um, oh, yeah. And these men that lead to, you know, distorted views of women. Can you tell us about your stance on that for our listeners who may not know about it? Yeah, I think we hear a lot about daddy issues, girls having oh daddy my God. issues. Yeah. And how that affects our relationship with men. Yeah. But nobody really talks about the opposite. No. And what I found with some men who have either bad relationships with their mum or their mum wasn't actually around or maybe the mum was playing the father's role or the mum was overbearing. These can lead to um, the, it can affect the way that they treat women because a man's first, um, a man's first interaction, their first relationship, their first love is with their mother, their caregiver. So if that relationship was either toxic, abusive, they're going to carry that into whatever relationship, how they view their, their mom is how they're going to view women. And I've met some men, I've, I've heard some men speak and they just hate women. And yeah. it's just like, who hurt you? Like what happened <laughs> to you that has caused you to be like this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and I, and I find that as well as the similarity with daddy issues is that if you have had a bad relationship with your father and then you meet someone that is also the same as your father, now your whole mindset on the male race has been messed up. And it's the same with um, men and women. So a man may have had a bad um, relationship with their mother, but just because they had a bad relationship with their mum does not mean that that's going to... Um, that's what all women are like. Right. But if they then meet a woman who maybe messes them over or is the same at their mum, they're going to have a really bad um, view of women because it's going to confirm their belief that they've always believed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, so yeah, I think it's really important that when you're dating someone to find out about their past and yeah. about their history because, like, we all have a child within us. Like, even the most grown, the most mature person, we all have that little child within us. Right. And it's that little child that a lot of people revert back to when they're going through pain, when they're, when they're hurt, when they're going through suffering. And so it's very important to know what kind of person you're dealing with so you're not surprised. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that's why, you know, childhood traumas, like, even when you're little, seeing maybe your parents fight or... You know, so yes. one of your parent walking out on the other parent, that really sticks with you in ways that you don't even realize and know until you later on get into situations of your own. Um, yep. And even then, some people don't realize they have kind of unhealed wounds from way back when. Yeah, I think it goes undetected. And I think if you're not self-aware, it you can go through years and just like, stop and ask yourself why do I keep like reoccurring the same patterns what is it and it's like some people don't get don't get it until they're like 50 years old yeah and for me and for me I have vowed to myself that I would not be that person that wakes up 
50 plus years old and I'm like, this could have been avoided. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, if things can be avoided, let's tackle it early. And I feel like I've been quite self-aware from young, probably mm. about 16, 17. And I have been doing the work, doing the self-development and really focusing on the things that maybe I don't like about myself, yeah. but trying to trace it back to where it began. Right. And so there's a lot of people when I talk about like childhood trauma and stuff like that, they will say, I can't forgive my parents. I can't forgive. And it's because you, you haven't started the journey yet because you're not going to forgive and you're not going to let it go overnight, but you have to be willing to do it. Yeah. You have to be willing to start it. Um, and then when you actually forgive your parents, you can actually start to have compassion on them because if they knew better, they would do better. Right. And it's only because they didn't have the knowledge that we now have. And we're so blessed to live in a world where you can go on YouTube and find videos on any topic that you're struggling with. Right. Like, in, it's never been like this before, you know. So we have a better start. But when I speak to, like, my, my grandparents or my mom and they tell me about the past and stuff like that, it makes me see, like, wow, like, they had it rough. They had it hard and the circumstances and situations and their parents not teaching them like it all kind of gets passed down so when you start having those conversations you have more compassion mm -hmm. because we I feel like we as millennials will be like quick to be like oh our parents didn't do that and then we'll become parents and then our kids will say the same thing about us exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> and then we'll be humbled real quick because yeah. there's no instruction there's no instruction manual to to parenting and being a good parent but I think when you know better and my and my desire is that when I become a parent that I will instill things that my mother didn't instill in me by no fault of her own but um, I now know better so I can do better do you know what I mean right do you think yeah. that healing is contingent on forgiving the other person yes and I know it's a very hard for a lot yeah. of people to receive because a lot of people have been through some very 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 bad things mm -hmm. and they're like how can I forgive it but they feel they feel like if they forgive someone then they're letting that other person off the hook and they're basically taking the blame for what happened and it's not that at all but you can't be stuck in the past like whatever happened happened but you cannot live or, or move forward by looking in your rear view mirror. Right. You can't move forward by, whilst looking back. You have to look forward. And in order to be able to move forward and to be and to move forward with um, a weightlessness, you have to let go of the baggage of the past. Mm -hmm. You have to let it go. And there's, there's none of us that can say that we haven't been through anything. That's just life. Yeah. Like life is just life. It happens to everybody. Yeah. And we can't control those things, but we can control the decisions that we now make going forward. We can't change the past, but we can move forward and make it better. Because the thing is, when you, if you harbour this resentment or this unforgiveness, you take it into your relationships, you take it into your children, and they also inherit it as well. So now how you parent is, is being affected by what happened to you. Now the way that you do relationships is being affected by um, what has happened to you, and you never feel free. Right. And for me, it's, my my thing is always about having that level of freedom. I don't want anything to be holding me back that I know that I is in my power uh, to to let go of or mm -hmm. to change. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's a process, and so I can I can say from a place of healing that I'm able to forgive and let go. But unless you start that journey, you won't be able to say that. Yeah.
Do you know what I mean? You yeah. won't, you'll never know what it will feel like to be free. Yeah. All the growth and the healing that we do, it's a constant process. Do you feel yeah. like, and this leads into the next question that I want to ask you about, the modern day dating scene, especially, you know, with everything going on this year, the 2020 dating scene has been really weird and kind of <laughs> real, like weird might be an understatement, but like if you've made certain types of progress, and you go back into the dating scene, it kind of, certain things can happen to make you regress, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like, cause, just because everything is just a mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I definitely understand that. You yeah. know what, yeah, I was telling this to my mom the other day, that to find the right person is like finding the needle in the haystack, mm-hmm. and the person is like one in a million. So if you start that with that in mind when you're going on these dating sites or you're dating in general, you have to know that you're looking for a diamond dozen. Like literally, if you're not going the first person that you swipe, um, what is it, right or left? I'm not even sure. I'm not sure. I'm confused. I'm scared. Let's say swipe swipe right. The first person you swipe right isn't going to be your husband. So the process of dating, I always say, is for data collection. You're basically doing interviews to find out mm-hmm. who's suitable. Yeah. And I find that a lot of people going to dating just thinking, oh, this person likes me. Oh, they're, they're cool. Okay, we're going to see if this works out. No, because it takes probably about six months for the person to show their true colors. Yeah. So you can't over, like, you can't promise to, too quickly. You can't, right. um, you can't, yeah, you can't let your guard down too quickly because yeah. you're still in the interview process. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I, but I also feel like when you find the one, like, you just know it. And a lot of women ask me, like, but what, this guy's doing this and he's doing that, but what should I do? And it's just like, I made a video and it was just very clear. Like, if the guy isn't being intentional, if he's not being consistent, like, you never have to beg someone that is for you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And I find that that's one of the hardest things in the dating um, scene at the moment Yeah, is is consistency right right and because of because people especially on like dating apps and stuff like that there's so much options Mm -hmm. that it's like yeah they're talking to you but they're also talking to other people and it's like if if, to know if a person genuinely wants you and wants to be with you they have to be consistent right you have to measure not by what they're saying to you but by what they're doing their actions if they say they're going to do something they need to do it they say they're going to go out on the weekend they're going out on the weekend Mm-hmm. And they need to be put in in that effort, right? And I think that effort, the effort is missing. And I I find that because the effort is missing with some men, a lot of women have to like Make force for the guys it. to, yeah, force yeah. the guy. Oh, when are you gonna take me on a day? When are we gonna go here? I want to go here. I want to. So then, what happens is that women then start to turn into like little princesses, whereby it's like, well, what can you do for me? Yeah. And I think that's also a wrong attitude to have when it comes to dating because it's a it's a, it goes both ways. It's not just a man's uh, uh, duty to to spoil you. You're not a princess. You're a queen, right? right. So you and the man have to stand toe to toe. It has to be an equality thing. And I'm not saying that when you go on a date, you should split, uh, split the bill 50-50. That's not what I'm saying at right, all. Right. But what I'm saying is that when you go into a relationship that is healthy, you don't have to beg someone to do something that they should already be doing. And if you have to ask someone to be consistent, if you ask, have to ask someone to take you out, if you have to ask this guy, he's not the one. 
he yeah. is not the one in no case <laughs> yeah. because men men go after what they want and men are very simple it's women that complicate it if a man is not showing you by his actions then you need to take those mixed signals as a no yeah, 100%. but I feel like a lot of women we emotionalize things, but men are very logical. So if a guy says I'm not ready for a relationship right now, I just want to have fun, she'll take it as oh he's not ready for a relationship right now, but maybe eventually he'll be ready for a relationship, and so I'll hang around and I'll stay here. Yeah. And it's like when a guy says I'm not ready for a relationship, the with you is silent. So that's what he's not mentioning mm-hmm. the with you. Yeah. Because a man a man is not going to turn down the person that he wants, even if it's not the right time. And this is what one person said to me um, back when I was dating. He was like, oh, yeah, right girl, wrong time. And I said, no, because if I was a right girl, it would be the right time. Like, let's say a guy was to meet someone that was, like, so amazing, like a Beyonce type. And maybe he hasn't got his stuff together. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe he's going through stuff. He's not going to pass that opportunity off. Sorry. And that's what you have, we as women, we need to see that if a guy is saying something, believe him. If he said he's not ready for a relationship, he's not ready for a relationship. So don't give him relationship benefits if he's not ready for the relationship. Exactly. And one of your videos actually talks about dating potential. And this is so important because I think that a lot of us women, we are dating the expectations of what the guy like our expectations of the guy we're not really dating the reality of him we're we're dating this man because maybe we have a list of five things that we want in a husband and he checks off like three and a half of the five things (laughs) and we're like oh shit like this is like this is great like he he has like everything i want almost so like almost almost So let me hang around and see if, you know, like maybe the other two things will pop up eventually. And the other two things are like consistency and generally just like maybe respect for the relationship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No. And I think, I think we, I think women are just like hopeless romantics. We want to see the best in people. We want to see the best in men and stuff like that. All the stories that I've heard from women who um, have met guys who were, some of the things that they wanted, but not all of the things. Yeah. They it's, it has never ended well for them. It's no. never it has never ended well because you always feel like you're settling, and you never want to be with somebody, and then go out and then look and be looking at other people. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is more of my type than the person I'm with. Yeah. And I think it, it's easier just to let the let the person know that you're a good person but this is not going to work and that's the whole process of dating Mm -hmm. just because you're dating someone doesn't mean it has to end in a relationship right it doesn't so it's just about collecting that data and if they don't fit and and my thing is like there's deal breakers there's um preferences and there's standards right yeah so your deal breakers are things that you just can't do without in a relationship right right that would be like, for me, I, I'm not going to tolerate a man that's abusive. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, another deal breaker is that the person has to share the same faith as I do. Because obviously I've tried it before. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, standards, on the other hand, will be things like um, respect. Like this person has to respect you, has to respect your friends, has to respect your family. It's just certain things that you stand for, right? Yeah. 
And then preferences is like, oh, he has to be like six foot plus yeah. and dark skin, <laughs> handsome, nice teeth. You know, that's, those, those kind of stuff are like, yeah, it would be nice, but I can budge on a few of those things, right? Yeah. But you should never budge on your deal breakers and your and your standards, right? Because right. those things are integral to a person. A person's character doesn't really change, but a person's clothes, you can change them, mm-hmm. right? You can if you don't like his style, you can change them. Yeah. Character is 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 a deal breaker. If they're if they're mean to uh, the waiter or just people that really don't they don't have to be nice to yeah but they choose to be nice to that's like a character that's a person who is consistently nice right yeah. a consistently good person mm-hmm. but if you start if you're dating someone and you start seeing those little cracks and stuff you're like you have to be like yeah you're cute you may have all of my preferences but my deal breakers are my standards and character is like it's missing yeah but i find a lot of women because we're in such a superficial age we're like, oh, but he's so nice. He's yeah. gorgeous. He's tall. He rich. He, he's rich. He's yeah. got money. He's popular. Mm-hmm. Girls like him. Like, we have to cut that out. Like, honestly, if we're thinking about long term, if we're thinking about marriage, those things are going to fade, okay? He's not going to be popular all the time. He may not be really look good looking the rest of his life. And he may not always have money, okay? So yeah. those things are things that are going to fade. And so you can't build a relationship on the superficial. However, it will be nice to have two or three of the of your um, preferences because you have to be attracted to someone. Yeah. You have to, have to be attracted to someone. And I'll never say, oh, yeah, it, it, your attraction will grow. Yes, it will grow, but... If you can't find anything attractive about someone, I was dating. I was uh, talking to someone, and he had most of the thing like deal breakers and stands and stuff like that. But I was like, I can't find one thing that I find attractive about you, and it's annoying me yeah. and it's frustrating me. Because <laughs> now, because you're my friend, I don't want to start be. I don't. I don't want to start feeling like oh, you're so annoying. Yeah, like, like, like <laughs> just cut your hair or something like that. I, you don't oh want to start being like, oh, yeah. you don't want to start feeling like repulsed by them, yeah. not fair to the person. <laughs> but you can't force it. You can't force it. You yeah. either attract someone or you're not. Do right. you know what I mean? Right. So I definitely feel like attraction is important, but the superficial stuff, I'm like, oh, he doesn't really dress nice or oh, I don't like jeans. Yeah. Like, that is very immature and it, it needs to be cut out. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things like I, I always feel like a guy is easier to make over than a girl. Like Absolutely. it's so much easier for us women to, if the guy does not have a sense of style, baby girl, you can give him a makeover. But it is so exactly. much more difficult for a guy to come up to a woman and be like, oh, I don't like the way you dress. You don't look good in that dress. You're going to have oh, to go yeah. change. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. If a guy's, this is the thing. If a guy's not attracted to a girl, he won't even go any further. No. Like, guys are very cut and dry. Like, they're very, like, sure of what yeah. they want, right? Yeah. I don't find guys settling as much as women do. I wonder why that is. I think it's in our nature just to overlook things. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. in, our, in our nature to be like, oh, it's all right. Like, but guys are, because guys are very visual mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. They can't, like, if you're not their type, you're just not their type. Yeah. Even if you're an amazing woman, yeah. you're not their type. They can't force it. Right. And I think women do need to be a little bit more like that, as in, like, 
just be honest. Be yeah. honest with yourself. Be honest with the person. And yeah, not everyone's going to be your cup of tea. And you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea either. If a guy's like, because I had this guy a few years ago, actually many years ago, and he was just like, why is your hair always like that? Why is your hair da, 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 da? And I knew he was attracted to me, yeah. Yeah. But he couldn't get down. He couldn't get down with my style. <laughs> wow. He couldn't get down with my style. And so the woman that he's now married to is like very prestige, very put together, very perfect. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm yeah. like, it's fine. It's like, and I'm, I was like, well, if you don't want me, then it's fine. Like, just don't try and make me into something that I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So. I think we all have to realise that we are not going to be everyone's cup of tea and everyone's not going to be our cup of tea. And it's okay to respectfully deny people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I I mean, I also think women settle because we've been raised to really be afraid of being alone. And that mentality of, like, oh, my God, like, going to, you know, family get-togethers and your auntie (laughs) is like, why are you still not married? Like... (laughs) <laughs> that kind of thing is it's it's a it's like a conditioned fear. Yeah, so, it is. So we are more prone to be like, okay, I will just I'll date you because I don't want to hear Aunt Becky run her <laughs> mouth <laughs> at Christmas. Like, <laughs> no, I do feel I feel like there is pressure from family there's pressure from society and there's also pressure from yourself yeah because if you think about it we do have a biological clock men don't have that Mm -hmm. so men know that they can be up to like 60 70 and still be like having children even if that's not what they want to do but women like we want to settle down we want to have um someone to love us and to protect us and take care of us and we want to have children most of us you know so i think inherently we do have time against us but I, I will always say that even in that, like your biological clock ticking and stuff like that, you can't settle. You can't. I, I would prefer to be alone than to settle. Right. And to be unhappy and to end up in a marriage that is not fulfilling. Right. You know? Right. And I think for me, I had to get to a point because I was single um, for 12 years before meeting my current partner. And I had to get to a point where I actually faced that loneliness demon like head on Mm -hmm. and was like, you're not going to control me because a lot of people. And if we find, if we, if we look at women that are in unhealthy or toxic relationships, underlying is that fear of being alone. And I think a lot of, a lot of women have that. And that was me. I did not want to be by myself. I hated it. Like absolutely hated it. And when I came down to it, it's because I didn't really enjoy being with myself right that right. I, I wasn't I wasn't enough for me 100%. I didn't like being around my own company you know but mm-hmm. when you actually start to cultivate that relationship like healthy relationship it's not vanity to love yourself you know no. genuine healthy relationship with yourself where you can go out and come back home be by yourself and be happy like that is that is what self-love is really truly about because even when you get into a relationship you're going to have to have that self-love as well because yeah. there's going to be times when your partner pisses you off or you're going to be apart from your partner and you can't be falling apart. Right. And but it's even more beautiful and more healthy for a relationship if the two people can be happily single. Right. Even in a relationship. And so even that learning to be happy by yourself is going to flow over to all of your relationships. Even friendships. There are some people or some friends who they just need to be around people. Yeah. And I, I kind of had that same issue with one of my friends mm-hmm. who 
just feels like she just has to be around me like all the time and just can't be alone and well the reason why I got into that bad relationship because you wasn't there for me I'm just like oh my god (laughs) I I'm so happy that I'm self-sufficient and I'm so happy that I've got to a point where I'm like actually I'd rather be alone today right 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 like I just need not yeah, or most of the week, I'd rather be by myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that ta- it takes a while to get to that place, and you really have to face those demons that are that are that those fears that when you're by yourself. And I always say that the reason why we don't like to be by ourselves, but we don't really like ourselves, and it's like who wants to be around someone that is always negative, that is always picking at your flaws, mm-hmm. or being or or that negative self talk. But that's what we do to ourselves. And so we're constantly trying to run away or get lost in somebody else or go out to parties or be, just be out anywhere but where you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anywhere but being by yourself because the negative self-talk that we have cultivated over these years won't let us rest. Right. And you have to be able to face that self-talk, that negative self-talk and really start to be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. really start to have compassion for yourself. And it wasn't until I start to be, started to be more compassionate with myself and stop thinking so negatively about myself that I was actually able to be in my own company, Yeah, you know, yeah, and actually give myself and give myself the love that I'm looking for in other people. Yeah. You know, this is so important because this negative self-talk kind of like sense of weird competitiveness, like how can us women start to cultivate the self-love and self-worthiness and confidence in this era of such like just social media like every like just competition yes yeah 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 and and the thing is about competition is that the funny thing is no one's actually competing with you (laughs) yeah but when you start to compare yourself you're putting yourself in that competition Mm -hmm. and whenever you compare yourself you're always going to be the loser no matter what you've got going for yourself. The moment you actually look at someone else and compare yourself to someone else, you're going to be a loser. Yeah. Because someone's always going to have more than you. They're always going to be more pretty than you, more beautiful than you. And that's why cultivating a relationship with yourself, a loving relationship with yourself, should happen even before you decide to go on social media. Because if you're not grounded, if you're not grounded within yourself, you're going to be swayed. You're going to not be able to be happy for anybody else. People are not going to inspire you. You're going to be envious. You're going to be jealous because you want that for yourself. Yeah. And until you actually get to your place of, wait, I'm not competing with anybody but myself. I'm competing with the last version of myself. And every day you wake up, you want to be the best version of yourself. So if you're on this journey of being the best version of yourself, everybody else is not competition, but inspiration. Like, oh my God, that person just bought a house. Oh my God, it's inspiration. This is what I want to do as well. It's not, I'm competing with them, but it's inspiration. So how do I get in the, put myself in a financial situation whereby I'll be able to afford this house? So then you're not looking at people as competition, but you're looking at them as inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and so, so important. It's, it is very important, but the, the, the social media is set up with likes. Yeah. It's set up with retweets. Yeah. It's set up with um, comments. So, if you look at it like that, it is kind of set up for the numbers game competition. It's yeah, it's a numbers game, mm-hmm. but you cannot you cannot get caught up in that. Yeah, and if you have that relationship with yourself and you're able to talk to yourself positively, because even what I just said there, 
is a, is a positive self-talk. Yeah. It's saying, okay, well, what do I need to do to put myself into that position right. whereby I'm, I'm able to afford that, you know? Right. But if you start saying, oh, well, oh, everyone seems to be winning and I'm just a loser and I can't do anything right. And mm-hmm. when you start getting into that negative self-talk of like, you're, you're useless, you're worthless, you don't have what the other person has, when you start getting into that, that's when it can come become very toxic. Right. And you actually end up doing the opposite of self-love and that's self-hate. Right. And you never thrive. You can never thrive Mm-mm. from self-hate. You cannot thrive. Even like myself, I'm on a weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't start that journey with love, I would not be consistent. Yeah. So starting a self-love journey with love is like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds, but I can't lose it by saying, oh, you're so fat, you're, oh, you're disgusting, oh, look at this, look at your rolls, look at your back fat, like, you can't start it from that, you have to start by saying, I make a commitment to myself to lose 20 pounds so that I can feel healthier, so that I can look my best. So this kind of, this kind of conversation takes practice. Yeah. Because naturally, as humans, we're going to go to the negative. You have to talk to yourself like you're talking to a friend that you love. Not someone that you're insulting online. Do you know what I mean? You have to talk to to you like you're your cheerleader, that you're on your team. Yeah. And so many of us don't realize how negative we're being to ourselves. We don't. And I had to actually realize, like, that's not going to work for this, for me. Because what happens when I talk to myself like that, I feel even worse. I don't feel better. I feel worse yeah. and so then now I'm stuck in this whole cycle and I can't get out because everything I'm saying is 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 is, is pushing me down mm-hmm. but when you start uplifting yourself and you start listening to things that are inspiring like start organizing your life I feel like part of self-love is to get organized and there's just something amazing about feeling organized you know that to this day I'm going to go to the gym after I go to the gym I'm going to work on this project that I've been on um, I've been meaning to start yeah. when you actually keep when you keep your own word that's self-love mm-hmm. when you when you're consistent that's self-love yeah when you speak positively to yourself that's self-love so like these little things that are when they are combined together actually creates self-love within yourself it's not going to be one thing it's not going to be daily affirmations alone it's going to have to be daily affirmations keeping your word to yourself if you said you're going to start on Monday, start on Monday. Don't start on Tuesday or Wednesday, start on Monday. So I actually made a video on how to trust yourself. And I basically talked about consistency. And if you, the way that we trust other people is because they continuously show up. And they continuously are consistent. Yeah. That's the way that we are able to trust ourselves if we keep our own word to ourselves. And I just wanted to make a note in, you know, allowing yourself to be inspired by other people you see on social media um yeah if you're happy for the other person it only brings more positivity and joy to you definitely yeah as opposed to being envious or jealous of the other person or kind of like wishing you know ill on the other person you're blocking your own blessings by speaking negatively about other people you really are and i'm I'm not gonna sit here and lie and act like that it's an easy thing to do oh just be happy for someone you don't even know no like that it, it is easier said than done. Yeah. It is very difficult. And yeah. I said in one of my videos is that some of us, we, we follow 80% of people that we want to be like and 20% of people that are on our level. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should follow 20% of people that inspire you 
and 80% of people that are on your level or, or are starting where you're at. Yeah. So then you don't feel this, oh my God, everyone's doing this. Yeah. And I'm not there yet. No, yeah. because there's there's so many inspiring people on your on social media. But if you have too many people, you may start to feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'll never get there. Right. Like you you're wanna, behind. You wanna, you're behind. You're always going to be behind. Yeah. So there's 20% of inspiration and 80% of people that are just like you. Right. You know? are starting the journey or on the journey that maybe they might they might not have millions of likes they may just have 20 right but they're happy right right? so ultimately you want to follow people that are happy yeah i'm a people person so even if there's this person down the road that has a million followers or a million pounds Mm -hmm. i'm more concerned about the person that has maybe 50 50 grand and is happy yeah i'm a people person I want what people have on the inside, yeah. not just on the outside. I want to be that kind of person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I definitely feel like we should look at people for inspiration, but also stay focused on your own lane. Yeah. Because I think it's so easy just to be watching consi- consistently, scrolling, scrolling, looking at other people's lives. And I don't, and I always say this in all of my videos, I don't think it's healthy that we are, have so much access to so many people Every single day, from yeah. the moment we wake up to the moment we sleep, I don't think it's yeah. actually healthy. 10, 15, 20 years ago, the only people you saw were the people that were in your neighborhood. Right. The only people that you knew what was happening in their lives were your family, your friends, maybe your neighbors. You didn't have access to someone on the other side of the yeah. world doing something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. we have to realize that Instagram and social media is highlights. It's just highlights. It's just mm-hmm. the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that that's the best of the best is not twenty four seven. No, it's not. Even though some people want to to cultivate or curate their social media like that, you have to realize that's not it's not people's reality all the time. Right. They're not doing that all the time. Yeah. That's not their life every single day. You right. know. And so being able to differentiate between what is uh, content <laughs> and what is reality. Yeah. Like I'll tell you guys, the listeners, this one thing. A lot of the content creators, I know a lot of the Instagram models and stuff, they are usually made up maybe three days of the week, and that's when they take all their pictures. The other four days of the week, they look like every other regular, regular person. (laughs) Even one day or two days. Yeah. Like, most of the time, we're in sweats, no makeup, (laughs) hair tied up, you know. Yeah. We're just, yeah. 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 It's a job. Yeah. It's a a career. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, I will will only take my pictures maybe, like, two days of the week, and that's when I look really, really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, girl. That's when I'm like, hey, girl, do you want to go get drinks tonight? Like, It's so true. Honestly, I was out to eat with my friends the other day for my friend's birthday. And yeah. I said to them, oh, I haven't dressed up like this for, e- for ages. And they were like, yes, you have. Yes, you have. I'm like, no, that's Instagram. No. That's work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a picture and then I'll get undressed. Exactly. And I'm going to sit down. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I had this dress on for all of five minutes, girl. Isn't it? Five minutes. <laughs> Now I can't wear it again because I've not seen it. I know. What? The struggle. The struggle. The struggle. (laughs) Um, You've given us so many just amazing self-love and wise gems during this episode, but you are the founder of something called Soul Surgery. So I want you to tell the listeners all about that. 
Wow. Okay. So soul surgery is something that I came up with. Um, I think it was about three years ago, mm-hmm. and I was listening to a song called um, "Pretty Pretty Hurts" by Beyonce, mm-hmm. and in it she says, um, "It's the soul that needs the surgery." Yeah. Okay, but she says you, tr- you keep trying to fix what you can't see, but it's the soul that needs the surgery. So then I came up with soul surgery, yeah. and that was three years ago 2017 and what happened was I got to a place in myself where I felt like I kept on putting things on to my body clothes makeup hair extensions I just but I still didn't feel good with myself Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was just covering things up and I wasn't actually dealing with anything yeah so in 2017 I shaved my hair um I stopped wearing uh, makeup for a while and I actually documented it online and that whole series was called Soul Surgery. And I started talking about uh, society standards, beauty standards, how we feel about ourselves, really getting start, kickstarting that journey of self-love where I couldn't actually hide behind anything. So my hair was shaved. I had no makeup. I was going out. I was living life. And I felt so free. And so I wanted to share that with a lot of more. So, so I wanted to share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a video on my YouTube channel, Brini Lee, where I actually shaved my hair and I talked through my journey and stuff like that. And so soul surgery now that I'm, I'm actually creating is a course for women who um, want to go from feeling unworthy to worthy. And it's about dealing with the things of the past, actually healing, healing from trauma mm-hmm. and finding out how we can actually move forward and move past that. Building standards, setting boundaries for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, co- owning our story, owning what happened to us and it's really progressing um, in life so I actually want to I'm actually in the process of creating a course um, called Soul Surgery the Masterclass and it's a four week course um, whereby um, I'm going to be doing live um, live talks live seminars um, for women who basically want to heal and they want to heal fast right. they don't want to have to wait for like years it's really like a kickstart to your self-love journey That's and amazing. really I have a I have a um a exercise that I do and it's called um, lies versus truths Mm -hmm. because when we actually trace it back to the reason why we behave in certain ways is because of lies that we've actually believed all of our lives Mm -hmm. and so we go through all of the lies that we've believed about ourselves that we believe about the world and we then cross it off and we replace it with truths and those truths then become our daily affirmations that we affirm every single day so certain things like that, that's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to, I'm going to be working one-on-one with women in that course to basically become their best self, yeah. just heal, yeah. love themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if anyone's listening and they want to sign up for that, I've got a, a mailing list, a waiting list, and um, that will be on my YouTube videos and on my Instagram bio. Yes. So, yeah. That is so yeah. amazing and so ex- And it's so important in Very. just, like, the modern day it's so easy to get caught up in feeling really really shitty about yourself and your situation and you are you're stuck in that kind of toxic cycle of what you call self-hate yeah and it's really hard to get out of it by yourself you know yeah it's really difficult to get out of that cycle yeah and it takes a lot and that's that's the reason why i want to work one-on-one yeah uh with people because everyone's story is so intricately different Mm mm-hmm and like not everyone has the same story so I love my YouTube videos but I, it's really hard to touch on everyone's individual pain point yeah. in the video um so that's why I really want to work one-on-one with people you know yeah yeah and I think that'll yeah. be so amazing thank you yeah 
Before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, all about your favorite thing of the moment. It could be a TV show, a movie, a song, a product, anything. What is your favorite okay. thing right now? Oh, that's <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> this is usually like always the hardest question for all of my guests. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to be very corny and I'm gonna say my favorite thing at the moment is my partner my boyfriend um yeah he's actually yeah he definitely keeps me together he definitely keeps (laughs) me going and yeah it's just beautiful when you find someone that truly loves you for who you are and you can just be by be yourself with them yeah and it's like an extension it's an extension of who you are yeah and the love that you've cultivated in yourself so I'll say my favorite thing is my boyfriend. Shout Aww. out to him if he's listening. Shout out to him. That's so cute. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and your website, Soul Surgery, all of the things. So you can find me on Instagram at Breeny Lee. You can find me on YouTube, Breeny Lee. Um, and you can go to my website, breenylee.com to sign up to my mailing list for Soul Surgery Definitely check out my uh, videos on YouTube, and I'll definitely. I'm always on Instagram. I'm even more always on Snapchat. Yeah, so Snapchat is where Snapchat is where we get personal. Yeah, um, Instagram is for the highlights, and yep. YouTube is for the pet talks. Yes, <laughs> all of it. I love it. Thank all you, thank you so much for coming on and talking thank to you. Me today. Thank you so much. You, um, it's been a blessing talking to you it's and just being able to share my heart with your followers. And yeah, thank you and well thank done for you. the work that you're doing. We definitely need like a lot more women to just be. For women, you know, yeah. women for women, yeah. Um, because no one relates more to us than ourselves, you exactly. know. So, so well done for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Continue. That means so much coming from you. <laughs> I mean, you're an inspiration Aww. to me, and and you're you're Thank somebody you. who it's so weird to like talk to you for a whole hour, but um, <laughs> you know, it's it's weird to like kind of talk to somebody who's always been very inspiring to you in some way, Aww. a very distant kind of way. So just thank you for allowing, um, allowing, you know, me an hour of your time to kind of pick your brain you. and have this conversation. <laughs> it was refreshing. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Brainy Lee. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, please remember to give me five stars on iTunes. It will take you literally two seconds and it'll really, really help me out. If you guys leave a written review to go with the five stars, you can ask me any question you want and I will answer it on the show. Have a lovely weekend, you guys. It was so nice to hang out with you and I'll catch you next Friday on Vibing in Valentino. Bye.